tried to stop us, actually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did. I did. You gotta she have said, one to balance it out, you know. She said this. This is gonna hurt, yeah. and we said, "Let's go Mets." <laughs> they were like, "What about those cute boys at Ferrari?" And I was like, "Oh God." Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> if if you want to join me in this, I'm not gonna tell you no, but I am gonna recommend you reconsider this life choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was that we, because we talked a you bit know- about it last week that we're stupid? Well, just being Ferrari fan is like one of the biggest struggles as a sports fan. So was that your reasoning (laughs) or? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. No. 100% uh, learn from my mistakes. (laughs) It's a hard life, but it's the life that chose me, you know? Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's like when you adopt a pet and you're like, sometimes they choose you. That's what it was. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, f- I feel like I've converted like five or six people over and some of them like give me grief because they're like, this is an expensive sport to be into. Like, why did you have to pull me into this? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's expensive. It's expensive literally, energetically, like emotionally, <laughs> like Correct. it's expensive. Yeah. And I, I know, Jesse, you had a whole intro, which every single week, Britt and I just drive a car through um (laughs) every week every week so i will say that jesse should say whatever he wants to say but i would love to know i'm ready to derail yeah but i'm ready to derail i I would love to know how you guys got into the sport originally well should jesse do you want to do your intro first or should we just get right down into it (laughs) the entire reason to do an intro is so that people can put names with the voices so let's get that out of the way you just heard natalie uh natalie from girls from girls just want to have one i will get the name of the show (laughs) correct i will have a second chance to do that natalie well thank you for coming and and welcome to casual diehard how are you thanks i'm great thanks for thanks for having me Thank you. Also here from Girls Just Wanna F1. I nailed it that time, Rachel. How are you? <laughs> Hi guys. I'm great. Thanks for having us. Well, this is Takes Fest 24, our F1 <laughs> season preview gab fest, whatever it is that we're gonna do. And <laughs> Arizona green tea, ginseng, and honey. Got it. Real good tonight. <laughs> a classic. The Ferrari gang's all here for Casual Die Hard. Uh, and, and we've heard them all already, Britt. Uh, Britt, how are you? I am ready for another sport to emotionally damage me. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> don't. I don't. I just, no, I really don't. I, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's Addie, fine. You, you it's, are it's here from fine. the internet as well. Uh, I'm here. Okay. And and Katie is here from the internet. <laughs> Hi, Katie. I've been adopted. Addie, I figure we'll hear your I'm, voice plenty. Like I'm a new yeah, I'm a new addition. 
I met Jesse in person this past week, actually, too. I was in New York. Yes. Oh, fun. So I got to hang out in person. And I sent him a picture when I was on the train of the Willits Pen stop. I was like, look, I don't know the story behind this, but look, I know the name. <laughs> right. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. It was so we Katie, were, were you at the Williams launch? Where did you guys meet up? No, I, my day job, um, I was in New York for work meetings and, um, Boo. I know, but I did go to the Puma store and look at the car, which was exciting. Um, and there were some race suits, you know. How was it? How was the car? Uh, the car, it's, I mean, I like it. Um, it's got color, I mean, some color, I don't know. I, the, okay, I love the Williams golf livery from last year. And so I yes. wish that was their livery all the time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I get sad when it's not that. Actually, also, you guys, I did something dumb on the plane on the way to New York. They had a documentary um, that was like the the Lewis versus Max like um, rivalry or whatever. I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. But they were showing the last race, Abu Dhabi. Uh, wait, is it Abu Dhabi? Yeah. Anyway, yep. from 2021. Yeah. yeah. Which is painful for so many reasons. But I saw the Williams car from that, that year, and it was a really good livery. And I got kind of mad that we're losing color on all of these cars. Yeah. I feel like we're regressing. We're, we're yeah. not going in the in the desired direction here. People. We're not. But they showed the Latifi crash, and all I was all I could think was like, oh, look oh at how good God. that livery was. <laughs> poor Nicky. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> poor, poor guy. Poor chap. Go team. Anyways, yeah. Um, so I, I did not see the actual launch, but Jesse went to the launch. Oh, I wow. did. I did. I stood outside while the launch was happening because I did not win their Instagram contest. And there was no evidence that anybody who did win their Instagram contest was actually inside the store at the time or that they actually had mm. winners for their Instagram contest. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I always wonder about that. Pull the fast one, but you know, who knows? Uh, yeah. Car was cool though. I saw Logan and Alex palling around through the windows there was a little kid named william who they let in because he had a sign that said my I name is william that. and my favorite team is williams so cute. So cute. those pictures were really cute yeah yeah everyone on the sidewalk was like out there cheering for him and it was it was really cute and adorable um and then i got to go inside and see the car so that was really cool and take a selfie with jensen button somehow uh last episode check out that story because that <laughs> yeah that was happened <laughs> Uh, so we're not going to torture Brit over <laughs> what happened last night that tortured her in the Super Bowl, but there was this that that I did want to start us off with just to get into the F1 mood from, from the Super Bowl. Uh, this kind of story comes out every time there's an overtime rules change. So it's not just the 49ers who did this. I've seen this happen plenty of times before in football. They change the overtime rules, play the game. And then the story comes out the next day. Players on losing team didn't know what new overtime rules were. And yeah, it happened that that was the 49ers. And, you know, 2021 uh, Abu Dhabi comes up as well. Uh, late situation, new rules in play. Which F1 driver is least likely to know the rules and why is it Lando Norris? <laughs> I'm, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that we're starting from that point because I feel like. That's an important, important level setting. I also want to say I have a I'm glad you said you mentioned that it's like this happens a lot. Cause my my only moderately hot take about this is that I I think fewer 
of them, just like professional athletes in general, I think fewer of them know all the rules that we think. Like I, I think broadly, a lot of them are probably not totally dialed in on like they're, the details. <laughs> they're relying on their coaches. The coaching staff right. is who we should be upset with. Yes, yes. Right. The, and yes. that's why when I saw that headline, I was like, okay, well, does Kyle Shanahan know what the rules are? Because like otherwise, I don't know that I care that much. Like. <laughs> Also, why for being a Ferrari fan is painful because the strategists don't seem to know how to operate <laughs> right. these stops. So that's right. who we're upset with usually. The strategists. That is actually drivers. challenging. Right, right. I mean, I have to say, I think Lando is a great guess here. Um, I think Lance Stroll would not be like doing a good enough drive for it to matter that he didn't know the rules, but he would not know the rules. Mm-mm, I agree with that too. I don't know who I, I feel like Lando is a really good guess. And somehow over the last few years, I feel like in 2021, it was very like little Lando Norris. And so it's like, we well, can't be mad at him for not knowing the rules. He's just a baby. <laughs> right. right. I'm just a little boy. Yeah. yeah but now yeah. he has like facial hair and you're like, yeah, it's, it's like, how yeah. long can you get away with that? You know? Yeah. Because you know who would know the rules is the other thing is Oscar would fucking know. Yes. Would make Lando look bad. 100%. Oscar knows the rules and he's like trying to explain it to Lando and Lando is like just not even interested and Oscar's finally just like fine. Just fuck it. Like just gives yeah. up. Well, he's the yeah, he's the dad of the group. He's he's got to know the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Which those dad socks. We have this ongoing joke with Shanna Shanna is moving. So, uh we have a third member of the pod that can't be here cuz she is probably in her own personal hell of trying to unpack her own belongings in a new space. But uh, yeah, Shanna has this uh, started this inside joke on the podcast that I feel like we can't really keep perpetuating because there are like a few to like, there are some McLaren workers that follow us. And I'm like, at what point does it get weird? And they like record us or something, but that Oscar has like the most fatherly looking legs. And that, and then someone, one of our listeners is coined him as daddy legs. And so now it's just like this inside joke, oh. but we, we'll sometimes post photos of him with very little context. It's like, you already know where it's going. And if the people are new, they just have to get there on their own. I don't know. I have to say Something about you saying fatherly legs is actually more upsetting to me than daddy legs. <laughs> yeah. I kind of agree. I think daddy legs is a trip. So fatherly looking related to me or something. I don't know. Daddy's not comfy. Right. Right. Yeah. Also, daddy has more of like a, you know, Mm -hmm. spicy Mm -hmm. connotation, if you will. There's there's multiple interpretations possible there, whereas fatherly just very much is what it says on the tip. Mm -hmm. Well, and fatherly, yeah. fatherly is really visually evocative to me. Like I can see a, a pair of fatherly legs in my mind's eye right now. Like right. the socks and the knobby knees. The new balance. The new balance. That's, that's mm-hmm. exactly what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of a pair of white and blue New Balance shoes. Yeah, which we're, Oscar we're wearing Brooks now. We've I'm pretty sure he's now. worn some. I, I, I swear know. I've seen a of him in the so. Jesse's like as Jesse's like as the only father. 
<laughs> the designated dad. As as the former New Balance wearer. Uh, oh, yeah, New Balance is like too cool now. Shohei Otani wears New Balance. Like, I can't Love be that doing guy. that. Are Aaron um, Monarch still like a dad core choice? Because for my dad. Remain okay. I, that is. I was just saying. It's all, I, it's all I remember my dad wearing, other than worm boots, like in the past. It's a grandpa oh, shoe now. Yeah. Twenty. Oh God. Yeah, probably. So who else oh. is on this podium of um, rule not knowers? I feel like Lando got a chorus of of agreement. I, we had a we had a vote for Yuki in the group chat this morning. He definitely doesn't know the rules. I feel like. <laughs> George Russell is going to know the wrong rule, but be convinced, <laughs> know the wrong thing and be convinced that he's right and be politicking with his, oh like, yeah, with his, yep. his strat, you know, his, his engineers and strategists. And it's, yeah, it would provide really good radio. Just oh my God, confidently yeah. wrong. Yes. Confidently wrong. He's very confidently wrong. Yes. I don't remember. George Russell, after throwing an, an interception in NFL overtime, I was promised a possession. Oh, God. I don't remember what race it was last year, but it was one of the funniest. I'm sure you will all remember. It was the one when there was like 10,000 track limits violations. It was during that mm-hmm. summer swing. Do you guys remember what I was talking about? And then, and then all the drivers mm-hmm. became cops on the radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the audio the other day. Fingers at literally everyone the entire rest of the race. Oh, exactly. And I heard the audio the other day that I think was from this race where Lewis goes, is there a reason they haven't issued any of these penalties yet? <laughs> you get sassy. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I mean – so I was listening to your guys' episode about the Lewis to Ferrari move, which was fun because we recorded ours like three hours after it happened and we were all like slap happy and yeah, we, were, <laughs> we were all like, everything's going to be so awesome. Charles is going to be fine. It's like not even a big deal. This is so exciting. We love drama. And then you guys had the wise sense to wait a few days. <laughs> Right. You know, I think <laughs> it's had to let it sink in. Yeah, yeah. It I, happened you're... on our recording day, so yeah. So we were. Well, it was already on the calendar, so we're like, "Well, shit." Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, Jesse and I talked about this. How there's some weird phenomenon of like, I mean, gosh, our first season. I swear it was like every other time we recorded an episode. As soon as we got off, some sort of news, or the next day, maybe there was some. Big news that dropped that we really would have liked to have discussed in a group <laughs> format on the podcast. And uh, that week that we recorded that episode, we also had uh, an interview with an IndyCar driver. So, like, that was scheduled on Thursday. So, the news broke, I think, on – was it Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday. Like Thursday. Okay. So, yeah. we had an interview Same that day. night with an IndyCar driver, and we asked him his input on it. But we couldn't really, like – get into it the way we wanted to and we can't record on Friday night. So we just got up very early on Saturday morning to talk about it. But yeah, I think, I mean, for us, I think it's, we need a minute, even on race days to kind of like collect our thoughts about things. And so we've recorded a few times right after the race. uh, But I think for us, it's, 
better when we can either come back, you know, we're all in the States. So the races happen at like just the crack of dawn on Sunday morning. So I think for us, it just works out a little bit better if we record Sunday night or, or Monday night, uh, just so we have a moment to process because there's just new rules or, you know, them deciding to, you know, uh, abide by a rule that no one's ever really paid attention to before. But like, you know, the track limits, like you said, on that one race, and then it was just nonstop track limits. And it's like, what are we doing? This isn't fun for anyone watching. It's a nightmare for the drivers. Like what, like we either need to do this every time or not do it. I don't understand. Um, yep. but yeah, I think, I think for us, it's just more helpful to like, take it in, take a breather and then come back to it. Cause always, totally. there's always more that comes out too. Like you always, always. get more information because mm -hmm. they're, you know, we're in a digital age and, and people are always digging around and searching for info. And so, you know, there's, there's always more to come out. So, um, yeah, it was great. And I'm sure there will be much more to come out, uh, in the future, but yeah, we always, oh, always like to take a sure. beat if we can. <laughs> No, I thought it was so great because you guys did a great job of kind of like looking at the unanswered questions of this story. Yeah. And I think that you guys really talked about something that has been sitting with me. And, and basically, I'm curious how you guys feel now and, and most specifically like for all of you, how you guys think the Lewis move in 2025 is going to affect the 2024 season. Um, and I think like <clears> – <throat> All I'll say about 2025 is you guys really hit on the fact that I feel like I don't understand what the relationship between Lewis and Charles is going to be, which wouldn't be that big of a problem if I had any ounce of trust for Ferrari to figure that out. <laughs> and I, I don't. And so that's just like going to hover around like a cloud for me, I think, all season that like I don't think it's going to have an effect fact necessarily but it's making me very anxious and, and, and I think totally. like, for me there's like this looming anxiety of this move that is exciting I'm still very thrilled by it I'm very intrigued to watch it play out I think it'll be like god like as a Charles Stan deep into my bones to watch Lewis win a race in a Ferrari I I mean I can't even think about like the the words for it. I can only imagine it's gonna fucking kick ass. Like it's gonna be so goddamn cool. But it puts a this very bizarre cloud over this season. What do you guys all think it's gonna like do? And and you guys talked about the idea of Carlos and his reputation era, which I think has kind of been there. And I would love to know what you guys think that will look like. Oh man. Well, Rachel, do you want to, do you want to start? These are such good questions. <laughs> I don't know. I think it is going to be a little bit weird. I do think they're, um, the loom, as you mentioned, like, I think that that's going to be, uh, that's going to be present. And I think, I don't know. I think that's just going to create some resentment maybe amongst, um, am amongst Carlos and Charles, um, which, yeah, it does make me a little bit like uneasy, but I'm also like here for the, <laughs> the weird and awkward <laughs> drama of it all. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I, 
I still have not rounded the corner of being excited for it yet. I am the skeptic in this scenario. I think right now they have a good relationship because they're both like trauma bonded because they're both the <laughs> you know lead driver at teams that are screwing them over constantly uh, or have for the past season. So like, what does that look like when they're on the same team together, especially if Ferrari hasn't really gotten their shit together? And also just, I love Carlos. I love the pairing of Charles and Carlos. I feel like they're a really good team. And so I think that's probably where most of my hesitation comes from is I just really, um, I like Carlos being at Ferrari. I think, I mean, literally the only race winner that wasn't a Red Bull driver all year. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like he's, I feel like he's being disrespected and I don't like it, but I also understand, you know, a driver like Lewis coming along and not wanting to pass on that. And I understand for Lewis, you know, he's in, I mean, I don't know if Fernando, I guess could drive for like another 20 years for all I know, but like, I feel like Lewis has got to be in the sunset of his career at some point. Like, I mean, he and I are, almost the same age and so I can't imagine doing something that physical for that long I mean he's been in the sport forever so I think it really kind of is uh okay well yeah I mean this isn't gonna happen you know I want my eighth world world title and it's not gonna happen here and what are my options and I mean it's I mean Ferrari is it you know so plus I don't the big know. bucks yeah, mm-hmm. they There's have that. the money, they have the <clears throat> reputation. So I just, I don't Aren't know. They also, they're they're also throwing money at his like Michelle charity. charity. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 A, big, a huge way to make. Yeah, money. yeah. There's a whole big charity initiative and ambassadorship after he's done racing and a whole bunch of other stuff that supposedly Mercedes didn't want to give him. Mm. Well, and I guess Fred and. Uh, and Lewis go way back. So I also yeah. just spread is the secret sauce. <laughs> yeah, he is. I'm gonna, yeah, I, I will, you know, if, if this is takes fest 24, I will throw this out there. Ferrari might have their shit together. Stop, stop. Like, I can't handle this. My kids <laughs> already done it. I'm going to close my computer. This is going to be like the beginning of 2022 for me, Jesse, when I was yeah. so excited. Okay. So it's pitchers and catchers time in baseball. It's the time oh, to God. feel unbridled optimism about everything. But And and this certainly applies to what Ferrari is doing because it the fucking livery launch has nothing to do with anything. However, they're like, yes, it is red. And they get it. That's all it needs to be. Red car. Yeah. Red car goes fast. <laughs> right. Yeah. Vroom, vroom. Exactly. Very, very okay. simple. I listen Keep to- it simple. They don't need any complicated strategy. <laughs> Leave that to Red Bull and Toto. Just red car go fast. And, and maybe go sign Lewis Hamilton it. to drive fast red race car. Yeah, I think, I think they've got their shit together in <laughs> possibly the dumbest possible way. <laughs> I think it I takes time to. Too. Oh, sorry. I was no, no, no. To, you go um, ahead. An interview with Christian Horner. It was Dax Shepard did an interview with Christian Horner, um, and basically asked, like, "Hey, why is Ferrari the way Ferrari is?" <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, but but Christian had a really thoughtful answer and was kind of like, 
you know, this team is the national team of Italy. And so they have existed for so long. There's so much bureaucracy. There's so much, like, so many hands in the pot. Um, I mean, you just look at the way that their news is leaked with the Italian media. It is so messy because there's so many little insiders that, yeah. And so he was kind of saying, um, you know, it's just a very bureaucratic system and it's hard to, when there's something that needs to be fixed, it's hard to figure out exactly where it is sometimes because there's so many layers. Um, and I don't Mm. think he wasn't, he did not say this, but I, I've read Adrian Newey's book too. Um, his, I listened to it on audiobook. His book, How to Build a Car. How to Build a Car around here. It's so good. And just like Red Bull, I'm not like, they're fine, whatever. I do respect what they've done though. After reading that book. um, How can you not? I know. Yeah, you you have to. I mean, they're so agile and nimble and can figure it out. And they will become the behemoth one day, like Mercedes and Ferrari kind of are. But um, I just, it's, and probably some of this is, me getting my hopes up for Florida State this season. I'm a Florida State football fan and um, <laughs> very high hopes. I knew this was our year. And up until the day, the moment they said, you know, obviously that we were in the national or the playoff, I really thought we were going to the Rose Bowl and I was so excited because I've never been to the Rose Bowl. Um, I think there's so much of me that, that can't, I want to believe that Ferrari is back, but yeah, it's, it just seems like a behemoth. I also saw the Ferrari, which I know you guys talked about, but when, Last week, but um, uh, yeah, the the Ferrari movie shows so much of it too because it's yeah, it's deep seated well, stuff, the, man. The Ferrari movie, going back to to that and something that Elizabeth mentioned last week, and the accuracy of Enzo going to the barber shop and talking shit, mm-hmm. and then just like going about his day every day. That's where all of this the the way that Ferrari's press operation started. originated mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. right. It's kind of beautiful in its stupidity. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. and I, if we're allowing ourselves to be mildly delusional, I think, <laughs> right, tis the season, right? Tis the season. I think if we're going to go with the baseball analogy, the Red Bull is like the Rays in that they're this sort of mm-hmm. upstart and they can, they're clearly finding all sorts of like market inefficiencies to exploit and whatever. But like, at, you can kind of only do that for so long. Right. And other people are going to catch up to that at a certain point. Mm -hmm. And like it become, you're going to have to just run a solid operation the way everybody else does at a certain point. And you're going to not be Mm -hmm. able to sort of exploit the fact that you're like new and quick and have figured out the stuff that other people haven't figured out or whatever. And that, that is, you do hit the wall with that eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask, let's, Uh, let's just acknowledge the weird elephant in the Red Bull room, which is that Christian Horner is currently oh, yeah. in a investigative <laughs> yeah. hearing. That whole thing. Um, yeah. That whole thing. That, that we still don't really know that much like confirmed yeah. facts about, right. but it does feel like a weird looming thing right mm-hmm. now. That like feels like this could like I kind of keep like waiting for the moment that I wake up and have the Lewis Hamilton moment that's like Christian Horner like steps down from Red Bull mm-hmm. team principal. Like that is a real reality that could happen at any moment right now. And that feels very odd to me with the kind of mm-hmm. like I, that feels mm-hmm. like that could change the course of this season in a real way. Totally. Yeah. Well, and I think one of two things on Gender Spice, I will kill. That's all I have. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Oh, dear. 
Like, that, that is the official position of this program. We're sort of in that weird in between right now. I think we're like, if he's going to step, if he is going to step down, like if he does it very soon, then like, and by very soon, I mean like five to 10 business days, like before, yeah. before like, the car launch, right? Like very, very soon that I could see them sort of pulling a, like, we're now the underdogs. We're going to, nobody believed in us. Rah, rah, bulletin board material bullshit and having oh, it work. Astros. Yes, correct. Correct. They could fully Astros this. Um, <laughs> but if it drags out a little bit further, like it's going to get to a point where it's just going to cause chaos. And, I, and, and it becomes less likely, I think, that then they can sort of like rechain all that energy into something. But do you think he'll actually step down? I don't. I don't think I, I do. think that no, there's I think, a, I think that like okay. the dark I think the like dark reality is that like we're gonna get a weird story like the day before the car launch that's like Christian Horner temporarily cleared of all investigatory charges <laughs> will remain team principal with no details. And then like maybe something really weird will happen mid season. Where, like, it all comes out and he mm-hmm. has to step down or something. But I feel two things. One, I feel like the world is bad and bad men get to keep their jobs all the time. And I don't think that – like, I'm more hopeful about Ferrari than, like, the idea of a, a man who has allegedly sexually harassed an employee mm-hmm. keeping their job. It happens every day, unfortunately. Um mm-hmm. And I saw a video of Adrian Newey the other day being like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I was surprised at how fast the car was last season. It was, he was kind of like, oops, I made the fastest car on planet Earth. And he was like, but yeah, like, you know, now people know, like, have seen it and like people are going to copy it. And like, I think that, you know, we're going to have a, a lot closer competition this year. We're going to have more people who are like really racing great cars, which like I think is true, but it. Like, really felt like it left out, at least the clip I saw of this, left out the fact that Adrian Newey has previously said that this car is going to be two seconds faster than last year's car. So they're not even racing last year's car. Like, they're going to have last year's car. Sure. And Adrian Newey is Adrian Newey. And this car is still going to be two seconds faster. And... Max Verstappen is going to win every race. And I'm listening to, I'm sorry. I'm thinking this is such a dark place. I'm so sorry. I actually <laughs> do that. Like, I need to pump the brakes. I just, I want to have hope so bad. I want to have hope so bad. All right. I, 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 I will <laughs> offer some copium then, Addie. If you think back, before, before the world ended, right? And when Ferrari decided that they would rather step on every rake in seven zip codes of wherever they currently stand. They had figured it out. The car was not really the problem. They were the problem, which is unsettling, but fixable. (laughs) So it does. And you have to think too, like that was right at the point of some rule changes. Everybody's car was pretty significantly different. All of a sudden, Red Bull doesn't have quite the advantage that they did because everybody's kind of starting from a blank slate. I can see a see a scenario where, again, we sort of settled into 
you know, this iteration of what the rules look like. They are forever as far ahead as everyone else because maybe they they figured it out faster than somebody else did, but like we're not going to be contending with massive changes right this second. So there is an opportunity for the playing field to level a little bit. I mean, I certainly hope so. And I will say the car did look better at the end of last season. It did. It did. The car looked better. Uh, again, the vast majority of the problems with Ferrari are rarely the car. <laughs> like the car's part Except of it. That- it's a lot of other stuff too. Except for we that had one four tires where, like, on like all of their pit stops, right? Or was that the year before? Now I confuse them. I can't remember. The year I they didn't have they one did it tire okay. for I think Carlos's that was the I think that was, was the year before. I okay, think so, yeah. Four tires yeah. for all stops. We're making steps. We're making tiny steps. Only the one formation lap crash. I was thinking <laughs> that's exactly what I was about to bring up is that I, I do feel like I'm like, yeah, the car started to get better. But there was that one race where there was the formation lap crash and then both of the Alfa Romeos with the Ferrari engines came out and then Carlos secretly DNF'd at the end. That felt yeah. very, very scary. Carlos's and car caught on fire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there was that. Ooh. Do you and know what? It was kind oh, of good. okay again. No, you go know what's ahead. good news? They get four power units this year or next year. Is it this year that starts? Is it instead of three? Uh, they're going up to four. It's one of the new changes. That yeah, they're going anyways. up to four. But I, I immediately saw it and thought, year. "This is great for Ferrari because we go through so many power units because they right. just go fast. They don't uh. preserve any tires or engine. Yeah, they just want speed, yeah. which is great. Red, red car, cargo fast. Go fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. I will go on record as saying that. I will be cautiously optimistic about Ferrari until Monaco. Because <laughs> here's the thing, right? If they fuck up Monaco again, fine, whatever. They oh, are who they are. That's the, that's the omen. Fine. If, if they survive Monaco, and by survive, I mean like all well, the cars are parts are attached to the car. No, I'm not even saying he wins. Like, I would give a limb for that to happen, but I'm not even saying he wins. Yeah, top five, podium maybe even, ideally. Uh, no one drives into a wall. Everyone actually finishes the race. Like, that's that's my bar here. She's like, doing big. Big ass. <laughs> Gearbox does not implode on the first lap. We'll try that. Like, so, oh, no, that's, I might be asking too much there. I, guess, I just look at the top bar. It's a high bar, but we're going to hope springs eternal. (laughs) Okay, let's stay positive. I want to pose another question that we had on our list. I think this was a Jesse question, which is, what Mm -hmm. team do you guys think will have the biggest glow up this season? That was my question. Oh, that was your question. (laughs) Credit Natalie is a good question. That is a good question. Yeah. I Mm. think – our new friends V Carb. That's my answer because I was kind of <laughs> Williams. But Williams glow up started last year. Williams glow up started last year, so I don't I know. Agree. That, like I, I don't. They're that's going to slow down a little bit. Um, I think our V Carb friends, because supposedly that's that car take. is is the same like as Red Bulls last year, or very similar, or something like that. I don't know. Are they allowed to do that? They share yeah, that stuff. They, they pretend they like they, they have a closer relationship, but nobody really wants to define what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little sketchy, but we have a take on this podcast where we're like, Red Bull is cheating. We don't know how, but Red Bull is cheating. That's how. 
That's all. But the thing is, 100%, it's like actually it's in front of our face the whole mm-hmm. time. They have two teams. They have four cars on the fucking they do. track. Like, we're all, like, looking for some big secret. And it's like, who's the only Mm. fuckers who have a minor league team? Huh? (laughs) Right. I also think that Yuki has gotten more and more mature every season. And I think Yuki will look great this year. And I feel like him and Danny, like, Danny has imparted some wisdom. I don't know. I think it's going to be a good year for them. Yeah, they're the a good car looks good too. Mm-hmm. The car looks great. so yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. I just the name he doesn't. Yeah, the name is bad. <laughs> not the not name so is much. Bad. No, I hate the, <laughs> the name. V carb. So funny, by the way, that we've settled on V carb. It I'm sounds it's too many words. Otherwise, <laughs> okay. It, uh, yes, I'm call but Visa <laughs> Cash. Visa Cash. I'm calling them Visa Cash. Just team <laughs> straight money. Straight Visa Straight money. <laughs> I don't oh have God. I don't have a better one, but like it's gonna kill me the first time that we hear Martin Brundle say oh, yeah. decarb. Decarb. I hope it's <laughs> on a grid walk talking to someone who someone doesn't know what that is. is oh my god. Someone, someone's gonna be like V card. Like yeah. someone's gonna yeah. like it it's gonna get butchered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I just really hope that Yuki doesn't mature too much because uh, I will I'll just miss the uh creative profanity laden mm-hmm. outburst mm-hmm. Yeah. on the radio if he like grows out of that i just it's part of the charm <laughs> i think those are here to stay <laughs> I, I feel like that's probably a load-bearing part of his personality anywhere. at this point oh yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. a load-bearing part of his personality <laughs> did you guys see the video of him and daniel getting asked super bowl questions <laughs> yes yes oh my god wait no speaking of did you see that video did everyone see josh allen Carrying or yes. lifting Danny off the podium or off the yes. stage. This little princess. This little princess. Those two, Josh Those Allen two. lifts that grown ass man like he weighs nothing. I mean, he is very small. Right. Like he's a wiry he's a dude. Small. It's an adult man, like 10 feet in the air. It you really know? is such what a, a feeling. <laughs> Just it was it was very cute. It was beautiful. It was, very, it was adorable. <laughs> My favorite bit of all of that was just the the supercut I saw of Yuki answering every question with Christian Christian McAfee, Christian McFry. <laughs> He's trying, you know. Adorable. It's adorable. adorable. And it's and it it just was it was a reminder to me that Yuki is like Yuki's fandoms are something to be cherished. Like mm-hmm. he loves Jason Statham, he loves Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> he loves great food. That's it. And why not? Uh, it's sure, so sure. like what a tr- like what a fucking treasure. Just just to get. I will say on the subject of glow ups, I am I am. I'm cautiously optimistic about Alpine, mostly because I don't know if it can get that, that much worse. <laughs> I don't feel optimistic for them. I'm I, with Natalie. I want to. It's, I like it's not love pretty. Pierre. But I love. I just Pierre. can't get on board with Pierre. I love Pierre, but I I don't think they're I don't think they're doing it this season. Also, the fact that he and Esteban hate each other is kind of amazing that they're on a team together what do we call it the battle of the baguettes yeah battle of the baguette i think is what michaela (laughs) called it it 
it is so French, which I think is part of the the yeah. entertainment yeah. value of it. That it's yeah. just like you took the two Frenchiest French assholes and put them on the Frenchiest team, and then we're like, you're gonna yeah. all hate each other, right? And we all just get to sit and observe the chaos, and and it sure <laughs> I mean, looks like Drive to Survive is gonna be like the uh, Pierre and Esteban uh, frenemies <laughs> collection. I hope so. From the sound of it. What else I happened need- last year? Well, I, I honestly, I need more of it. Like, we had flashes. Like, there was, like, those two races in a row when they both DNF'd. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that, was, that was rough. Woof. It was we so had bad. flashes. Are being kicked out. Oh, yeah. oh God. Well, it's so – it's like we had we had some good flashes of it, and I hope that we get more of it in Drive to Survive. But it is like I I do want more of that. Like it would not be a glow up to me, but like I would love to just like see it completely unfurl. Combust, um, yeah. And I, I have to say it's also like <laughs> something about their feud is like so high school coded to me oh, because it's like so catty. Because like, well, and it's that like I think it's that like Pierre is like um like Pierre is like the jock who like posts like all of his like shirtless pics and like has a hot girlfriend and like he's, he's like, like eight years friends. younger than him. Yeah, he's like best friends with Charles Leclerc. He's, like, like, he's a certified himbo for sure. A hundred percent meathead. And he like self like self proclaimed tripod like, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you have then you have Esteban who's like defining characteristics are that he like loves Marvel. Like <laughs> and Bob. And his nickname is Esti Besti. Esti Besti. Yeah. Yeah, was. His nickname is Esti Besti, which it's like you really like it's it's uh, I I think it's cute, but it's like he's been like deeply friend zoned by every family. Oh, Everyone's like, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So hard. Like our so buddy. Like and it's yeah. just the funniest, it's just like the absolute funniest clash of personalities that then gets bought by a bunch of Hollywood fucking himbos from America, which is just the added layer of hilarity. Remains and it hasn't helped. The weirdest thing. No, it has not helped at all, seemingly. <laughs> it's maybe made things worse. Like the attention has possibly made it worse because then you expect more because you're like, oh my God, all these like American celebrity investors are like pro athletes and then they just right. keep bombing left and right. You're like, oh God, look away. Look it's away. It's so but funny. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> so I will say, um, I think that this isn't really positive, but I think like one one thing I'm concerned about is I'm worried that we hit peak McLaren glow up, and I really mm. want it to keep rolling. I really hope that that's not true. But I, what do you guys think is gonna happen with them this year? I think Oscar Oscar has not peaked at all and i also think that lando has an un untold depth of uh dirtbaggery that have has has not yet fully come to the surface he's he's not he's not he's still a fuck boy he's not a fuck man yet so there's time there's time total menace i'm worried that they put like like i'm worried that whereas adrian newley has been building the new Red Bull for a year that McLaren put it all into that last car. And that like, what if it's not 
in the shape it needs to be to actually sustain this this glow up, which I would love for someone to give me to talk me out of, and maybe it's something we just have to be patient. But I completely maybe. agree that Oscar and Lando have not reached their personal peaks. <laughs> either direction high or low <laughs> which i think Dr. mclaren they they did do really well last year with the in-season adjustments so they that did. would be a reason to not They're kind of the inverse them, i think of aston martin who like yeah. started yeah. out on totally time. Mm-hmm. totally like, to- and then they yeah i don't know i feel very optimistic for mclaren this season <clears throat> I think they're going to take what they learned from last year and then put it into this car. And I think, I don't know, in my mind, they're they're really the only contenders I see for Red Bull at this point based on how last season ended. Yeah. Uh, I, I love to hear I, that. I, yeah. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I um, want to see more more contenders, but just the way the way things ended, yeah, that's kind of how I see it. So I do feel I don't know who said it. It was some commentator of some sort said at the end of last season that it does really feel like Oscar and Lando are a driver pairing that could just at any moment deliver you a magical fucking season. And I, I do feel like that's true. Like we've talked so much about how we love their inverse personalities and they're kind of like bizarrely perfect odd couple pairing <laughs> and like I I do think that they would be two of the most fun people to like truly be racing Max every week yeah agree okay so let's take this question there were three drivers who won races last year uh, Carlos Sainz of course won <laughs> One, the most Smooth important race of the year. Operator. Uh, Checo won a couple, and then uh, some Dutch guy won. Uh, <laughs> some Dutch guy. Um, I actually have been meaning to say that the thing that made me laugh the hardest in the Lewis episode that you guys did was when you got to the end and you were like reading someone's comment that was like, at least no one's talking about Max. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. People yeah. will be really real so, in the comments. So. We had three winners last year. How many are we going to have this year? <sighs> Takes time. I want to believe it will be five. more than three. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. Five? Is that, yeah, five. Not too, is that too ambitious? Not Rachel, I was, thinking, I was thinking five as well. Yeah. I, I, feel like, I feel like five feels reasonable. Like optimistic, but reasonable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's what I think. I think it's both Red Bulls, uh, yeah, both Ferraris. I think it's both Red Bulls, both Ferraris, and one McLaren. Oh, or yeah. which McLaren? Or, and then or, will be Lando's origin story. Here's the so, worst. So here's the scarier one, though. It's both Red Bulls, one Ferrari, one Mercedes, two McLarens. Mm. No, that was mm. six. Mm. That was that was that one, that I mean, that I mean one McLaren, but that actually could be crazier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if it's only one, I, I think it's Oscar. Ooh. I agree. Yeah. Spicy. I kind of, yeah, so. I kind of agree though. I feel like he's more likely to have a day. Yeah. Oscar could have a but, fucking day. Yeah. Can you guys imagine if he goes and wins the Australian 
Grand Prix. Stop oh, it. So cool. Stop. I just got chills. Oh my god. I would be like emotionally compromised for a good like 72 hours. I feel like that would be I kept saying last year that like how rough it was for McLaren was Lando's Joker origin story, but that would be his real Joker origin story. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. won a Grand Prix yeah. before he did. Abs 100%. 100%. As much as I like to like think it's funny when yeah he gets spicy that would be i would be a little sad for him he, he would be certifiable baby girl then too we would all just be like oh baby girl oh God. certifiable baby girl they're both like certifiable baby I girl know. in their own ways in their very different ways <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so something i feel like did not get enough discussion by anyone in the post lewis news space is how do we think George is feeling? <laughs> I want to know how he found out, and I hope it was on Twitter. It would be so funny if he found out on Twitter. I, I think I'm George sure is. Yeah, it would be funny though. I think George is thrilled. I think George is yeah. gonna probably pee his pants a little bit when he actually like gets there and it's real, and he's like, "Oh God, this is on me now." I think right now he is like king of the world. I think George is setting himself up to be very upset when it turns out that Mercedes wants somebody else to be the number, number one driver one. of the Mercedes. Yeah. But who would it be? They do not see him that way. Yeah. Who would it be? I think it would be really funny if they did a one year contract with um, Fernando Alonso. I do think that would be hilarious. <laughs> it yeah. would be just oh my god he it makes sense yeah. in a weird does. way doesn't it, it? Does. like to me oh like does. the math math like i get it yeah yeah i think that would be because they need so like a pensioner for a year and then right. a yeah. young guy who is looks like a 10 year old <laughs> yeah what, what's that kid's name apparently he's won everything kimmy oh. antonelli kimmy, kimmy yeah, antonelli you, yeah. a child a fetus it's a great name <laughs> It's such a good, a good name. Oh, Zygote. God, I would – can you imagine? I would love Fernando Alonso. In, well, I mean, here, here, here's how it happens is Carlos goes to Aston, mm-hmm. and uh, which I think is on the table as a possibility. Uh, Fernando gets a one-year contract with Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Um, they put Yuki in the Red Bull seat <laughs> while we're wishing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Make it so. Hell yeah. Manifest it. Let's go. Also, Yuki at Mercedes would never happen, but would also be really funny. Yuki with George Russell would also. I'm not entertained by that. And Toto? (laughs) I was just thinking. Yuki versus Toto? (laughs) Come on. Yeah. I was just thinking that that Danny at Mercedes would be less comically ridiculous than Yuki, but would still be very funny because I think George would have absolutely no idea what to do with him. Oh, like, I think they like, love each other. So that, but like you, I don't, yeah. I feel like I don't the, know. I, I feel like the full force of Daniel Ricardo, like in your personal space all the time, is probably more than a more than a lot of people are prepared for. I think I'm ready for it. <laughs> I, like, personally. I'm not turning. I, mean, I wish I knew personally. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm willing to take this, but yeah, I'll take. No, it. I I actually have this like dark theory that like. Daniel is not the heir apparent that we think he is. Like, it just feels like 
almost like him and George are have a weird similar energy right now where it's like they're supposed to be the guy and neither of them can quite be the guy and both but but both of them deserve a chance again to be it's it's like this like very odd energy that I just think Red Bull is so ruthless that like especially if Christian Horner leaves like somebody else is like Checo I think stays for 24 is my feeling and 25 is I like I think it is not somebody that we can like what do you guys think of the Alex Albon rumors he better not go there. Yeah. He, right in the no, street. baby, don't do that to yourself again. Just, <laughs> That's no. exactly how I feel. You don't deserve him. Well, Put your phone down. As, do not text good. your ex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely not. I would love to see him called, called Damn Daniel. I, I got to ask you guys this. Is, is Danny, and especially after Andretti's rejection, <laughs> is Danny too American coded to really be at the top of F1? Rachel is a Danny Rick stand, so I'm gonna let her take this. No way. American Uh, coded. I mean, it's true. He is. Um, Yeah. He got picked up by Josh Allen. Right. Like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, I think people probably are. I don't know. Split down the middle on that. Um, but I mean, I'm here for it. Um, and I think you know we need more. I mean, despite the Andretti thing, I think we need more. I don't know American energy in F1. And if mm-hmm. he's the one that can bring that, I, I'm here for it. Logan Sargent um, found dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think we all are literally really just respecting Logan Sargent right now. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, year two, Globe yeah. candidate Logan Sargent. I would love to see it. I would too. An opportunity. Like he can only go up because it's not a good season. <laughs> right. I honestly just forget that he is on the grid. Is that bad? No, because no, he forgets much. it as well. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. do that either. <laughs> yeah. Bless. Uh, I'm glad he got another season to try it out, though. I don't know. Yeah. I, at least if they, at least now we'll know, you know, like, did he really need more time or was this just kind of a, maybe a, a not the best move on Williams's part? Also, I have like, I don't know, like a, like a secret crush on James Vowles. I don't know. Like every time he speaks, I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. I get like, it. I, I agree. Yeah. It's very, it's very Toto coded. I don't yeah. know. I think he has a very, but it's different for me. He is like a very comforting presence. Like I, yes, every time yeah. he gets on there and they film these little like videos of him talking about yes. how they fucked up the race. I watch every <laughs> single one. And he's like, you know, the team's got a lot to learn or whatever. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Give it to me, James. Like every time. I he's love, got like I, good, yeah. good dad energy, and like the yeah, dad's like, dad like, dad energy. You. He's like a good, he seems actually like a good leader. Like okay, gentle parenting really icon, yeah. Yeah. literally. Yeah, yeah. I will. Right. racist because he doesn't blame. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I think it's great. I will just say I thought that one of your guys's really good takes was Alex Albon to the Mercedes seat. 
I'm hoping. Fingers I think crossed. that would be. I would very love that fun. for him. I would love that for him. Well, and you know, right. they're a partner, Williams and Mercedes, yep. and like right. I don't know. It, that seems to me like the most natural fit. If he goes back to Red Bull, I really and and this is coming from someone like Red Bull have been very good to us. So I'm not trying to take a dump on Red Bull, but he went there, he had a bad time, and I think he just needs mm-hmm. to move on. So yeah. I just I need him to do something different. So. Yeah, ideally Mercedes. So before we get out of here, let's instead of what we don't want to see happen, Alex Albin returning to Red Bull, let us wish things into reality. Let's uh, let's get our our manifesting caps on <laughs> and and figure out what we are going to and want to see and and will will into existence for the 2024 I love it F1 season uh, manifesting circle yeah go go for it Addy. oh max dnf <laughs> Ooh, I like that I love that you're just just one just literally at any point literally I want one and then just because I have to speak it into reality Incredible Charles season, multiple victories, and I'll say it, Charles Leclerc, World Drivers Champion. Mm. I love it. Yes. Like it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go happen. with the, the thing that I say every year, which is, please, God, just let Charles and I both live long enough for him to fucking win at Monaco. <laughs> That's, I was just I was going to say with Charles win at Monaco. That's all I want. Yeah. Yeah. You're not asking too much. I, Actually, it feels like a reasonable bar. I want two things. Charles win at Monaco and Danny Rick win in Vegas. That would be. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, oh Danny Vegas gosh. would be amazing. I would cry. I might cry more for, and I love Charles, but I would cry more for that because I just love Danny Rick in Vegas. It's so good. Or Austin. Actually, or Austin, Austin, yeah. One. Yep. I'm good with that. Yeah. 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 I think I'm with Addie. I want um, I want a couple of Max DNFs, and I don't I don't dislike Max, but um, I think we we need that in our lives uh, this upcoming season. And um, also, speaking of Red Bull, I would uh, love to see Danny replace Checo and get and have Maxiel um, back united <laughs> because I would love to see it. Love that. Yeah. Um, I'm so with you, by the way. I I actually quite like Max. I like kind of stand him in this way that I can't shake and can't explain. But I think even Max probably wants a DNF this year, <laughs> right? Can I just, He's can bored. I just, yeah. Like, do you guys remember when he hit the curb and he like radios in and he's like, <laughs> I almost just went off the curb and ended it. <laughs> just- close i do though that when max has seasons like he did in like 2021 and 2022 where he has like competition he gets a little less funny and i did find him really funny this past season he was he was really funny this year he was really funny so i i like i go back and forth on that yeah he was bored Mm -hmm. and funny yeah i go back and forth on that okay i think we should go jesse and then natalie to close this out here uh I will I will stray away from the Ferrari section of things, and I would like to see uh, I want to see Feisty Terry back, little Terry Bodas. Uh, not much of a presence uh, on the grid last year. A lot of that had to do with the shitty car that he was driving. God, but that hopefully, car is the terrible. car will be better, and uh, and he and Joe both will be able to showcase their personality a bit more. 
I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with everyone's. I like everyone's uh, manifestations. Also, I think, Jesse, that's a really good call out because I forget I love Valtteri and Joe as a team mm-hmm. pairing, but you don't – they don't really get to shine as much because the car is – is not garbage great yeah Yeah. so yeah maybe i'll i'll second that and manifest a better season for both of them um also unrelated to anything previously discussed i want some merch that is cute and affordable and i don't know why oh my god and like not to be whatever i like i can tell women aren't designing any of this merch like i can just look at it and tell and so i would really love this take i really love it (laughs) we could casualdiehard.com for your vroom vroom hat (laughs) and uh other stuff there it is there it is uh not designed by a woman necessarily but uh except for some of it was designed by jesse's daughter Oh, that's true. That's really cool. So some that. of it was designed by a woman and we stand her oh, and I yeah. will not allow her erasure in this moment. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. I can't wait to go check it out. Yeah. That's, that's my thing I'm manifesting. And also just, I, uh, I did not get to go to an F1 race this past season. So I <laughs> am manifesting one or maybe even two for myself. I, we've been eyeing the, Canadian Grand Prix. So it's kind of like right there in the middle of the year. And I've never been to Canada. Uh, do all of you live in New York? I guess I should have asked that on the front end. I Katie, live in I know DC. you don't. I'm Just in me. California. I'm in Florida. <gasps> you're, all, you're all over. Mm-hmm. That's so we fun. Are all over. We plan to meet up in Texas. Are you guys both in New York? No. We're in Nashville. So Rachel and I are in <gasps> Nashville. I love um, that. And then Shanna, who we do the podcast with, this was like her whole idea to do a podcast. And she was connected to Rachel through a mutual friend. And then Rachel and I have known each other for a long, long, long time. time. And so, um, so yeah, that's how I kind of got roped into it as well. But it's funny, um, for the first like year of doing this, I, I had not met Shanna at all we were just internet friends so um i promise she's real she's just not here right now because she's but uh, <laughs> she's, she's their co-host who lives in canada apparently. yes <laughs> canadian correspondent no shanna's in austin so um she's a lot of fun but yeah i finally got to meet her at the grand prix i guess in 2022 um when we went so we'd essentially produce an entire season of our podcast before even meeting each other in real life which is kind of funny um but yeah that's it's modern times that's like a normal thing now i guess but kind of funny this is hitting me in this moment that brit and i have never met it it feels it feels impossible and yet true isn't that bizarre you guys have been on a podcast together for like two years right never met that's amazing Wow. We will all endeavor to meet up at a racetrack uh, yes. somewhere sometime and Love watch that. Red Car go fast. <laughs> <laughs> whichever car you guys are rooting for, but I just want to see Red Car go fast. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for coming, that guys. That was so show, fun. I think. Yes. Thank yes. you guys for coming Thanks on for and having being us. part of this. Go. Go subscribe to Girls Just Want to F1 if you have not already subscribed to that and to our show. Uh, give 
10 stars to both. Um, <laughs> I know you can only give five uh, total on, on each individual one, but since you are going, uh, yeah, go on Pack both Apple and Spotify, leave five stars for there each show on There's each 10. of those. That will be 20 total stars that you are giving out uh, to us and to our wonderful guests that we have had uh, here and who I hope that we will be able to podcast with again in the future. That is it for us. Love you.